Welcome to the Armor Class Podcast, where six coworkers try to play D&D and still keep their jobs. left our heroes well a lot has happened yeah it's the recap episode what up (laughs) (laughs) reflect on our past let's talk about what's happened in armor class Mm. we have here today the Fandolin fam say what up Fandolin fam what up So, um, a little bit of recap here. So, we're playing The Lost Minds of Fandelver. So, there's obviously spoilers for that, so try, you know, if you want to play this campaign, probably don't listen to this, but you should anyway, because we did it pretty good. <laughs> so, it's uh, the starter set on D&D. It's a $20, like, starter set box. It comes with everything you need to run your first D&D campaign and play with some friends. Um, you know, it's just a great start and introduction to D&D 5th edition, um, which is like the most simplest edition to play. It's lots of fun. Um, and, you know, everyone here at this table, besides me, is their first time. I guess, Julian, Julian you've played a bit before. But yeah, I played a couple times in yeah. high school. Well. Yeah. But everyone's first time playing, and it sounds like they're having fun. Still here, you know? Still, yeah, still here. Ooh. We started as noobs. Now yeah. we're level five. And at level five. Um, so this recap episode is going to take us from session one to session twelve. Um, so we're just going to talk through all the stuff that's happened. So you have some context for episode thirteen. Um, so let's get it started. <clears throat> just a little bit of background about what's going on here in D and D fifth edition world. So. More than 500 years ago, clans of dwarves and gnomes made an agreement known as the Fandelver's Pact, by which they would share a rich mine in a wondrous cavern known as Wave Echo Cave. In addition to mineral wealth, the mine contained great magical power. Human spellcasters allied themselves with the dwarves and gnomes to channel and bind that energy into a great forge called the Forge of Spells where magic items could be crafted. Times were good, and the nearby human town of Fandolin, pronounced Fandolin, prospered as well. But the disaster struck when the orcs swept through the north and laid waste to all in their path. A powerful force of orcs reinforced by evil mercenary wizards attacked Wave Echo Cave to seize seize its riches and magic treasures. Human wizards fought alongside their dwarf and gnome allies to defend the Forge of Spells, and the ensuing spell battle destroyed much of the cavern. Few survived the cave-ins and tremors, and the location of Wave Echo Cave was lost. For centuries, rumors of buried riches have attracted treasure seekers and opportunists to the area around Fandolin, but no one has ever succeeded in locating the lost mine. In the recent years, people have resettled the area, and uh, Fandlin is now a rough-and-tumble frontier town. More important, the Rockseeker brothers, a trio, a trio of dwarves, have discovered the entrance to Wave Echo Cave, 
and they intend to reopen the mines. Unfortunately for the rock seekers, they're not the only ones interested in Wave Echo Cave. Um, so that's a little bit of background context about Wave Echo Cave and the Phandalin. Um, give you guys a little bit of information about, you know, just the Forgotten Realms, this realm that we're in here for this setting. Just like <clears throat> a fantasy novel or movie, uh, an adventure is set in a larger world. In fact, the world can be anything that the us, the DM, and the players can imagine, right? So, you know, D&D in general. It could be swords and sorcery setting at the Battle of Civilization, where barbarians battle evil sorcerers, or a could even be a post-apocalyptic fantasy where elves and dwarves wield magic amid the wreckage of a technological civilization, right? Most D&D settings are somewhat between those two extremes, uh, usually medieval high fantasy with knights and castles and elven cities, dwarf mines, and, you know, scary, scary monsters. But it could be whatever you want. It could be, you know, cyberpunk fantasy where everyone has robot hands, whatever. Um, but the world that we're playing in the Forgotten Realms is, you know, one of those high fantasy ones. Um, in this realm, there's knights that dare crypts of the fallen dwarves of King of Delazun, seeking glory and treasure. There's rogues that prowl the dark alleyways of teeming cities such as Neverwinter and Baldur's Gate. There's clerics in the service of gods that wield mace and spell, like our Dane here. Um, there's wizards that plunder the ruins of the fallen Netherese Empire, delving into secrets too dark for the light of day. There's dragons, there's giants, there's demons, there's unimaginable abominations that lurk in dungeons, caverns, ruined cities, and the vast wild places of the world. Um, on the roads and rivers of the realms travel minstrels and peddlers, merchants and guards, soldiers and sailors, and steel-hearted adventurers carrying tales of strange, glorious, faraway places. Good maps and clear trails can take even an inexperienced youth with dreams of glory far across the world. Not unlike you, you guys over here. <laughs> <laughs> but thousands of restless would-be heroes from backcountry farmsteads and sleepy villages arrive in Neverwinter and other great cities every year in search of wealth and renown. Known roads may be well-traveled, but they aren't necessarily safe. Fell magic, deadly monsters, and cruel local rulers are all perils that you face when you travel in the Forgotten Realms. Even farms and freeholds within a day's walk of a city can pray, fall prey to monsters and no place is safe from the sudden wrath of a dragon. Um, so yeah, in our campaign, we're mostly in this area called the Sword Coast. It's a region of adventure where daring souls um, delve into the wreckage of ancient strongholds and explore ruins around long-lost cultures. And then there's wilderness and forest and jagged snow-capped peaks and there's lawlessness and monsters and tons of great bastions of civilization like Neverwinter itself. Um, we started this campaign, uh, you know, with our squad here, the Fandolin fam, if you will, and uh, they were all in Neverwinter, and they met this dwarf named Gundren Rockseeker, and he was like, hey, I'm Gundren Rockseeker. I got this map, and I want to find Wave Echo Cave, and he offered you guys 10 gold to escort um, 
some oxen and a wagon down the Tribor Trail to Fandaland. Supplies on the, the quest for the lost mines of Fen Delver. Fandaland. Fandelver. Yeah, that one. So that's where we started. You guys want to, you know, give yourself a quick introduction here. Why don't we start around the table with Caden, who's in the middle of chewing. What's up? What up, Caden? <laughs> A.K.A. Katie. A.K.A. Caden. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us about yourself. Well, my full name is Caden Tealeaf. I am a halfling rogue, which means I am not so tall. Uh, about two feet seven inches tall to be exact. Um, I am 63 years old. We tend to live a long life, so it's about you know male age for me. Um, but let it be known that I look more like I'm 36 as opposed to 63. <laughs> uh, I weigh about four stones, which for those of you who are uninformed about stone poundage, that is about 56 pounds. Um, so that puts me at a slimmer than most halflings, uh, but am on the portly side. Um, I'm always in a good mood because I have my wits about me and when I have my mind, nothing can go wrong. Um, I am, my hair is about short pixie cut with some longer bangs, dirty blonde hair. Uh, my face is um, olive skin, light green eyes, long eyelashes, perfect button nose. Uh, plimp, wow. plump lips, oh high cheekbones, and a strong jawline. Oh, wow. I can't imagine all this oh, right wow. now. Oh, wow. Wow. The vapors. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't picked up on this by now, I am rather dashing. Mm. A high charisma score, so to speak. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's me. And, and just to give you a heads up, usually from afar, you can't really tell whether I'm a man or a woman, but it doesn't matter. You're just, you just know you're attracted to me. You're just wow. everyone's type. Everyone's type. Everyone's type. <laughs> All right, next up, we got Elbin. Hello, I'm Julian, also. Oh yeah, I'm that's Also, right. I'm Elbin, <laughs> Elbin Corlin. Uh, I'm a human fighter. I'm a, from a once noble family, but uh, my family's manor and all of their possessions were destroyed when, what's the mountain, what's the volcano? Hot now. Mount Hot now, erupted. Which, you know, it's been Mount Hot now for a while, but it's just like hot and now, yeah. hot now. Hot, hot I now. didn't make up that name, but mm -hmm. I do love it. Hot now, hot and. Sounds made up. It was, it was very hot about 30 years ago. Um, yeah, so I was a child. I was, you know, I, I barely remember it. This, this all happened before I was even aware. Um, so I grew up uh, in. Uh, never went to right? I think yes. your family's from Waterdeep, maybe, or they moved to Waterdeep. No, yeah, we moved to we moved to Neverwinter. I grew up oh, on, a, Neverwinter. on a modest farm in Neverwinter. Uh, my family's riches mostly gone. Um, one of the last surviving things that we have was my great <laughs> axe, passed down from generations. Uh, I grew up from that scared little boy into a very big, strong. A great axe wielding man, uh, and I've been trying to uh, regain my family's wealth and reputation. Nice. 
we'll see how that goes. Uh, Lauren, aka Josie. What's up, fam? What up, fam? So my name is Josie Kosef, and I'm the only daughter of Charles and Mary Kosef, a modest family who believes in hard work, loyalty, and trust. I'm about 33 years old, about to be 34. Um, I'm 5'10", a little bulky, a human fighter, pretty good with a bow and arrow. A little bit about me, I'm from Thunder Tree, and I was a playful and joyful infant who was whose innocence was taken from me when the volcano erupted in Thunder Tree years ago. I've never been the same since my family had to evacuate. My demeanor has hardened like the lava that burned and buried my townspeople alive. I remember the horrible screams of mothers and fathers searching for their children amidst the black smoke too slow to escape the lava's wrath. Mother Nature is unforgiving, but I've come to respect her. <laughs> Damn, that's good. <laughs> and as I was escaping Thunder Tree with my family, embers from the lava just slightly burned the right side of my head. So I have this pretty nasty scar that runs from the back to the front, and my hair doesn't really grow in that area. Not the prettiest of the bunch. Definitely was not prom queen. Um, I actually had no friends. <laughs> oh, man. We're your friends now. We're your friends. Nobody took you to the no. ball. Yeah. yeah. And that's but it. Don't that's worry, you'll, you might make some friends along the way. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Johnny, AKA Dane. What up? I am Dane Iron Fist. I am a dwarf cleric. Um, been around a while. Dwarves are pretty long-lived. Um, I probably forgot how old I am. I'm probably a couple hundred years old. Basically, I look like Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Um, that sounds about right. Somewhere along the way, I lost part of my face in a fight. Um, we'll talk about that later. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, let's see. So... My people are called the Gold Dwarves in the southern part of the kingdom. Um, somewhere along the way, a long time ago, I moved to the northern part of the kingdom with uh, the Shield Dwarves, um, who are strong, hardy, and accustomed to a more difficult life in the mountains. Uh, from there, I kind of wandered around a lot um, and picked up my cleric side. Um, the cleric is like, wandering like priest magic person. <coughs> so I'm always trying to wander around and do good. Um, somehow I fell in with a group of mercenaries also along the way in Neverwinter. Um, I was just trying to protect the people but these mercenaries ended up not being so good and I ended up um, disobeying orders and left because they were doing bad things and I had to follow my heart. Um, so they kicked me out, but um, I still have some perks from being a mercenary, apparently. But we haven't been to Neverwinter yet, so we'll find out about that later. <laughs> uh, and so my cousins are also Gundren, who was introduced earlier, who started this whole thing. Um, 
he was my favorite cousin, and then there's two others, uh, Tharden and Nundro Rockseeker that we're also trying to find. We're pretty sure they're in Wave Echo Cave somewhere. Hopefully we'll do a better job rescuing them than we did with Gundren. For, <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> my, family's getting, my family's getting real light. <laughs> but yeah, I'm always polite and respectful. I don't always trust my gut feelings, so I tend to wait for others to act. Kind of like the, the stoic chill dwarf. Um, yeah. All right. Last, certainly not least, none of, none of you are least. You're all equally great. Thank you. We have Corier, the Grayer, a.k.a. Corey. <clears throat> Let's say that the other way around. We have Corey, Hello. a.k.a. Corier, Hello. the Grayer. Hi. <laughs> Go ahead, Corey. Hi. Um, so I'm Corey, uh, also known as Corier, the Grayer. Um... I am a six foot two inch elf wizard that hails from the Forgotten Realms. Um, I've lived for a really long time. Elves live for pretty long periods of time. I have lived for, uh, I think it's 1,337 years now. Um, I wear my traditional gray robe, gray hat, with my gray beard. Um, this robe and hat, uh, they mean a lot to me, along with this tome that I keep for all my spells. Um, it was passed down to me from my mother, Thea the Amastasia, who passed away at the age of 1,733. Um, so I keep this uh, you know, very religiously, you know, close to me. Um, um, yeah, and I'm here on my quest for learning more about magic and just spreading the wealth of knowledge. I feel like knowledge is a powerful tool. Um, I think kingdoms should, you know, flourish this knowledge to be able to benefit the greater common people people who suppress this knowledge and don't give people the right to learn, I think are the worst kind of villains. Wow. Uh, so I'm here to try and help fight the good fight and make people uh, be more knowledgeable and have this world be a better place. Wow, what a great, great speech to end on. Little round, little round? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, so, <laughs> Back to the top, where we last left our heroes. They set off on the Tribor Trail towards Fandlin, but along the way they found two dead horses on the trail and an empty leather map case. Um, they soon discerned that the horses belonged to the very people who hired them on this wagon escort. How concerning! Hmm. Aren't you guys concerned? Yeah, y'all were Pretty very concerned. concerned. Really concerned. Very concerned. Mm -hmm. A really concerning thing. Disconcerned? Disconcerted? It was, uh, it looked suspicious. <laughs> very um, But really, uh, you know, before they could figure out what to do next, they were attacked by goblins, and the elf wizard Corier was kidnapped. The first encounter did not go great. <laughs> first D&D encounter, just learning how to roll some dice. Yep. Didn't know what to do. Did so not roll captured. well. So Corey got kidnapped. Um, everyone was super concerned. So concerned. 
But really, they weren't really that concerned. <laughs> I was really of, concerned for everyone else. Corey was concerned. He was taken to a cave. But the rest of the party here, I'm looking at y'all, um, just continued along towards Vandalin anyway, and just left Corey there kidnapped. You might have forgotten yeah. about that. Corey definitely that didn't know day. about that. We just met, yeah. the you just met, I was like, who's that guy? He's an old man, we can't go back to him. I'm gonna throw in a little caveat here. We he just encountered four goblins, and they literally almost killed all of us, so I was very terrified to go visit a cave full of them to try to save one friend. Yeah, you did the math, and you're like, four is greater than one. Yeah, uh, exactly. Let's just get out of here. <laughs> There, I totally forgot. There was a dude on that wagon too. You remember the the oh, guy who like yeah. ran the he, yes. like, he like steered the oxen and he got like he was completely murdered by goblins. Whoops, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't say it was them. bad. Um, but you yeah. know, thankfully, uh, you know, you guys didn't weren't there for the session. Me and Corey had a session where he escaped the cave on his own, um, which is actually pretty miraculous. There was a twenty involved. He rolled a twenty in there. Wow. Um, and, you know, he managed, he like went up to a goblin, snuck up behind and electrocuted it with his hands. It was pretty wild. And then yeah. it like fell into the water. Then I had that, that duel on the bridge. You just froze him. Oh my god, yeah. Just fell off. The duel on the bridge, too. I remember that. Pretty terrifying. It was crazy. Um, I escaped. But Corey escaped. The goblin cave on his own. Joined up with his, I wrote in my little summary here, friends in quotations. <laughs> <laughs> Along, he found them on the trail. He found his quote unquote friends. Um, <laughs> But that's great, because they kept our, our, our heroes kept going down the Tribor Trail to Fandlin. They, you know, uh, delivered the supplies, but you know, there was a guy there, Barthen's Provisions. Barthen, he was really like, where's Gundren? And, uh, you know, the map and Sildar, where, where are all our friends this whole thing? And they're just like, I don't know, where are they? <laughs> hey, yeah. but Barthen did, did let me keep one of the oxes. Yeah, ox. yeah, you made friends with one of the ox. Yeah. Um, so tell us, yeah, tell us about that. So, yes, Barthen gave me an ox and I named her Rosie because my name's Josie and we became Josie and Rosie. I'm super cute, and Rosie loves apples, and she loves nuzzling me Aww. under my neck, and I just love getting wet kisses from her, even though her tongue is like sandpaper. It smells like apples. Apple sandpaper. Apple but she's a strong ox. Very strong ox. Very strong. Strong, and um, she loves um, Josie. Yeah. We had yeah. a bond like no other. <laughs> that bond might have been a natural 20 bond, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, so you got you ended up with Josie. You guys made it to Fandolin, and um, you guys... Pretty much everyone you encountered was pretty cur curious as to where the hell Gundren and Sildar were. Um, but yeah, let's give a little uh, background on um, Fandolin. So, let me get to my thing here. So... The, like we talked about earlier, the frontier town of Fandlin was built on the ruins of a much older um, settlement, and it was abandoned for centuries, but in the last three or four years, a lot of settlers from cities like Neverwinter and Waterdeep have begun hard work of reclaiming the ruins of Fandlin. Um, so a bustling frontier settlement has grown up on the side of the old town and is now home to farmers, woodcutters, fur traders, and lots of prospectors drawn by the stories of gold and platinum in the foothills of the Sword Mountains. So all the miners and prospectors that you guys have come across. <clears throat> Unfortunately, more than a few bandits and brigands have settled here as well. 
taking advantage of the fact that the heir has no local lord or authority to chase them off. A gang known as the Red Brands has controlled Fandolin for the past two months, extorting and bullying everyone in town. The gang is led by a mysterious figure known to the townsfolk as Glassstaff. Caden, you ever hear that name before? Yes. Want to give us a little context? Well, I hate the dude. Uh, so, you know, it slowly came out, slowly but surely, that I regretfully was was indeed a part of the Red Brands. <gasps> this is prior to me friending this group of people, um, and I did well for myself, not gonna lie. Stole a lot, and I gained a lot. And uh, I did good with that money. I gave a, a good portion of it to my auntie, Colleen. Um, who lives in town. Who also lives in town. She lives on the tea leaf, uh, on the Alderleaf farm, sorry. Um, and um, yeah, so that's what I did with my money. And then Glassstaff thought I was, you know, becoming too powerful and too rich. And so he ordered some people, I still don't know who they are to this day, and uh, I wish I knew, but he ordered some people to essentially mug me and um, leave me for dead. And so uh, I, I escaped with my life and nothing else. I was pretty much broke after that. And um, I vowed to find out who backstabbed me and to seek revenge on them, on Glassstaff, and on all the red brands if, pop, if necessary Ooh. to gain back my uh, dignity. That's some uh, little vengeance plot line there. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, so that's what's up with the red brands in Phandalin. Um, so not the best place right now, but you know, um, so you guys made it to Phandalin, um, you guys went around the town, you saw all the sights, you, um, you know, went to the town master's hall, um, you met this town master named Harbin Wester, and he was kind of a fat, pompous idiot, and seems totally suspicious. Um, you guys talked to a lot of people. Pretty much, uh, you know, long story short, you gained a lot of quests, you know. <laughs> Not to metagame it too much, but you made a, heard about a lot of people that might, that need help and might give you something in return. <laughs> uh, including um, the, uh, you heard about um, some orcs that sacked a place called Worven Tor. You heard about um, Sister Garel is a, a cleric, um, elf cleric of Timora, um, who asked you guys to help out with a, finding a missing spell book and talk to a banshee named Agatha. Um, you guys, you know, there are some other things you guys learned. There's a lot We're of stuff in there. Easily distracted. Easily distracted. Um, we just want to help everyone We like out. listening. Yeah, you, did, you just want to talk to some people in town. It was fun, yeah. you know? Uh, you guys, yeah, bought some, bought some stuff at, at the um, Lion Shields Coster. Um, you went to the Miners Exchange in search, or Caden specifically, in search of a woman named Halia, um, who ran the Miners Exchange. Um, I don't know, what else did you guys do? I don't remember exactly everything, but you guys did a lot of stuff. You heard about the Old Owl Well um, from Darren Edermath, who um, the Old Owl Well, uh, people have allegedly heard that there's like zombies there, undead, it's kind of spooky. Um, yeah, a few other things. So you guys stayed in town for a few days in Fandolin, um, and but at some point, 
you confronted some red brands and uh, realized that you guys weren't so welcome in town. That the red brands were um, out for blood, basically, especially given Caden's history with them. So, you guys decided at some point to go back on the Tribor Trail to find out what happened to Gundren, Sildar, and the missing map. Um, so you guys um, headed back onto the trail. You're on the way. You guys are feeling good. You bought some gear in town. Conquered our fear of goblins. Uh, not quite, because actually you encountered <laughs> like one, like a set of two goblins and a hobgoblin, and you killed the hobgoblin easily. You killed one goblin easily, but one lone goblin survived for like two rounds, and you guys were terrified. So you went back to town, and then you came back onto the trail. <laughs> because that one goblin scared you, scared the shit out of y'all. You remember this, right? I forgot, I forgot all about that. There were a lot of ones involved. A lot of ones were rolled. <laughs> it was pretty bad. That goblin was a beast. But he also, you defeated him. So that was good. Um, yeah, so, you know, you did your little bit of indecision there. But you guys find it. You guys found the, the path on the Tribor Trail that was leading towards, you know, this cave that Corrier was kidnapped and... Um, you guys found the cave. Um, there is some discussion of like sneaking into the cave. There were some wolves that were in there. But basically, you guys went in this cave, and what you really found were some goblins. And you mostly just killed with killed a lot of goblins. Um, There's a lot of fighting. Uh, dude, Elbin would do this thing. You remember, you get the your oh, yeah. battle axe in the cave wall and like yeah, yeah. swing it against the cave wall, and it would cause a flame, and it would like just fire strike this this goblins in half. Uh, yeah. There were no match for Elbin's mighty. Um, There's blood and fire just raining down. Blood and fire. Elbin's blood and fire. Axe. Blood and fire. Um, then you chatted with a few. Um, you guys found um, Clark, who's the bugbear leader, and then you guys fought with him for a bit. Then he kind of like scurried away. Um, he got kind of spooked. And then he you ran guys away and we basically pincushioned his back by you, you, shooting arrows and throwing things at him. Yeah, yeah, you did throw that things. That did that much damage. Yeah, it, it probably hit him, but um, yeah, you did kill his dog and then he ran away. You didn't. You killed his wolf, his pet wolf, and then he just like ran away. Yeah. Didn't and then, he steal a horse? He, well, yeah, that, that happened a little bit later, oh. but yeah. Um, Jumping ahead. Yeah, just a little bit. And then you guys went walked over to the other side of the, the, the cave, and you're like, hey, what's going on on this side of the cave? And uh, you fought some more goblins, and then you talked to this other goblin named Yameek, and Yameek's like, um, hey, so, you know, what's going on here? <laughs> and you guys are like, what up, Yameek? What's up? What's up? And you guys are like, do you want help uh, killing Clark or something? And he's like, sure. And then... You guys are like, can we just take a nap here for eight hours? <laughs> and he was like, what? And then you guys were like, please? And then someone rolled a 20, and he was like, sure. <laughs> Go ahead and take a long rest, have some of our food and booze, and we'll just rest around the fire. fire. And we'll just stay here with Sildar, who is up here in this little, like, higher part of the cave, and we'll just, we'll just hang out up here with Sildar, who's laying on the ground, seemingly unconscious. Um, so then you guys are like, great, well rested, eight hours later, and you're like, let's go find Clark. And then you go back out to where your horses were. And Wait, before we did that, that's when we found out that Sildar was yeah. not oh, just taking really? a nap. 
I thought you guys went and checked out um, Clark. You realized Clark had just GTFO'd with one of your horses. And then you guys are like, well, what do we do now? I guess we gotta go get Sildar. I don't remember exactly. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Keep going. I don't think we, did, we know, I don't, did we know Sildar was even up there until we came back? Maybe not. I think you might have. I no, we knew we Sildar was there, but we were like, well, he's there, so... And he's nobody's safe. gonna harm yeah, him. Yeah, Corey saw Sildar the first time he yeah. went to that Oh, cave. we didn't yeah. inspect his body. Yeah. No, I was we didn't. Because he was Sildar. up on that second level. He was level up on the we're... second level. Um, Silly. Us. Yeah. So then you guys, like... Came back to where Yamik was and was like, Hey, Yamik, can we just like have Sildar? We don't really know where Clark is. And then he's like, What? And then Corey magic missiled him in the face and he died like pretty instantly. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you guys killed the rest of the goblins in there. And uh, before before all of them died, I think Yamik um, kicked Sildar down one flight of like the cave or whatever and he landed with a thump. And then, you know, after the encounter where you guys killed the rest of the goblins, you go over there, you are, you know, ready to heal Sildar, see if he's hurt, and you turn him around, and what you see before you is a horrifying sight of Sildar's decaying body, his face covered in maggots, as he's been dead for probably about a week. (laughs) Um, And uh, if you think about it, the week kind of times up from the day that you were on the trail to the day that you went to Phandalin and then came back to the trail, then back to Phandalin, then back to the cave. Yeah, some time went by, so he died. <laughs> As a cleric, I'm good at healing, but not that good. Not that good at healing. Yeah. <laughs> not removing that. Yeah. Nope. How about um, evil healing? Oh yeah, I didn't even like read my notes here. I said, decided to take an eight hour nap. Oh yeah, 100% stole those horses. Uh, not just unconscious, but like so very dead. <laughs> <laughs> With maggots crawling out of his eyes and everything, it was not good at all. <laughs> So, our heroes, realizing that dawdling might have consequences sometimes uh, when people are in life and death situations, they decided to kidnap some goblins, or you guys captured some, uh, held them hostage, and you forced them to lead the way to Cragmaw Castle. So you guys decided, okay, we're not gonna do this again. We um, followed Clark's path, um, or we followed up, the goblins led you to the the Cragmaw Castle, and they said, like, Gundren's there. Um, and you guys made your way, and you guys um, made it to Cragmaw Castle. And uh, you know, I have here in my notes that was probably one of the most intense D and D battles in all of history. <laughs> it was intense. You guys remember that battle? So we were um, surrounded. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So the just a little bit of context on Cragmaw Castle. Um, yeah, Cragmaw Castle was. Um, all the way up here. Yeah, it, the Kragmaw tribe consists of marauding bands and rival goblin holds scattered throughout the area of the Tribor Trail and the Neverwinter Wood. However, one chieftain is grudgingly recognized by all others as supreme, King Grohl of the Kragmaw Castle. Kragmaw Castle is not a goblin construction, nor is that the structure's original name. Raised by a talented wizard noble of old Fanlorm, an ancient realm once controlled much of the north. The stronghold consists of seven overlapping towers. However, its upper levels have long, long since collapsed, since um, collapsed to heaps of crumbling masonry. Only the ground floor is still uh, sound enough to be habitable. It's like a pretty big place. Um, so you guys kind of like wanted to sneak in there. Caden was real good. She like 
went in there, I was like, oh, there's probably like goblins and stuff here. And then she like left. And then they were like, hey guys, we should like go in here. Um, you got you tied up Josie and the horses outside, or not Josie, Rosie. sorry. No one tied up Josie. <laughs> <laughs> they tied up Rosie, the oxen, safely to a tree. And then you guys um, decided to go sneak your way into the Crackmall Castle through the very front. May I add, you didn't decide to check any other entrances. You decided to go in the front door. Love it. Very brave, our heroes. Um, you go in the front door, and Josie falls and, like, clamors her way and just, like, hits her sword against the walls and just rolls a one and just... Such a klutz. Really messes up that stealth check. Yeah. Um, and then pretty much, like... Hordes of goblins start coming out as you guys make it to the inside of the building, and you guys were like completely surrounded. There was like at least eight to ten goblins, like four hobgoblins, and you were all in this tight quarters, just fighting, tooth and nail, sword and shield, axe and goblin face. Um, we almost got hit by a trap. Almost got hit by a trap of falling debris. I forgot about that. Uh, it was said, yeah, wave after wave of hop. Goblins and hobgoblins. Right after you cleared some of the goblins, like more would show up. It was pretty intense. Touch and go there. Um, pretty close stuff. Elvin almost got scissored by two hobgoblins. I still remember that being pretty cool. Um, he's in between two hobgoblins. They both attack him at the same time and hit his sides and just blood starts spewing out. Yeah, yeah. Elvin got kind of messed up over there. I also remember we. Uh, my own blood for once. Yeah. <laughs> we deterred seven goblins by just closing a door. Oh, that was like, good. Yep, nope. Yeah, no. We're All right, uh, we'll do worry about this later. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. You could fight some other goblins as you close yes. the door. Uh, but also, those goblins were hitting each other. Yeah, well, those goblins were also fucking up, and they were just like really spooked that you guys were there. They're not. Like, not oh. all these goblins are expert warriors like the hot <laughs> goblins are. Um, so, yeah, you guys really made it out of that fight, and it was pretty intense. Uh, I like to call it the Siege of Cragmaw Castle. Um, and Corier ended up doing a clutch ray of frost that like really took care of all- Oh, that, he's doing a little Kamehameha with his hands right now. Good job, It Corey. all comes out in one hand, but I pretend it comes out in two. You can do that. I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. When you do ray of frost, you use both hands in a Kamehameha. Uh, but it just comes out like the top part yeah. right there. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, yeah, he froze some goblins with a Baller Ray of Frost, it was pretty dope. And then you guys continued along the Cragmaw Castle, you went into the next room, and there was a creepy, creepy, creepy creature, um, Rick, who uh, is like a, um, so that looked like a giant worm with four tentacles and a beak. It's, uh, it's gross and creepy, and it fell and grappled Josie and just started like ah, trying to bite her. Oh, we were all like in the darkness. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. super dark in that room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you guys defeated the Grick, though. That was cool. Um, you found the, the elf statue. I totally forgot about that. The, like, we found the sun elf statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah what, did, what did it do again? It cast... Um, you could, you could use... Ask you could ask it a question. Yeah, one question. Yeah, you could ask the elf statue one question and it would answer it like... It would tell you if the outcome would be good or bad. Mm -hmm. it cast it's Alderate. like good. Sort of good, not good, really bad. Yeah, so if I do this, what will it be good? Yeah. yeah, it's a cool item. And then you found a shrine of Agma, Corier, that had been desecrated by goblins ah. to become a, a symbol of the goblin, um, a goblin god. Or was it a... Maglubia? It was a human deity. Is it a human deity? That's what I wrote. Um, yeah, I forgot what it was called. Because there were statues of Mistra? 
the goddess of magic, Timora, the goddess of luck, and Ogma, the goddess of knowledge. Oh yeah, those were um, along the, the ceilings yeah. and stuff, and then yeah. there was uh, Ogma was the one, and yeah, it was Maglubia, the, is the god of, it might be a human deity, but it's the god of goblins and hobgoblins. Got it. Um, yeah, so Corey, what'd you do when you found your the shrine of your deity des desecrated, defaced, uh, shamed, covered in goblin poop? Uh, I was pretty enraged. I wanted to contain it because because it was a statue. I didn't want to destroy it. I had to cleanse it. I tried talking Gross. to the goblins. They seemed pretty freaked out. And then I just killed them. And I cleaned everything with my mage hands. <laughs> yeah, you closed the door slowly. Yep. And you just took care of the goblins. Yep. I just <laughs> threw down magic missile. And they all died. Yeah. And then, and then I cleaned everything. Mage, you and you... With some uh, cloth, with some your mage, mage hands with the cloth, just like all rubbing down the, <laughs> yeah. the Ogma statue. Full on, full on Fantasia. Yeah, exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Clean the place up. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. What was going on. Fan Fantasia happened. You cleaned up that shrine of Ogma. And then we found this, we found the Sunwolf statue. Yeah. And then you guys continued along the, the Crackmall Castle and found a room with a um, bugbear in it. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, bugbear is like a giant, oh, not a bugbear, sorry, an owlbear. Owl bear is, um, you know, it's like a bear but with the face of an owl. <laughs> it's yeah. A cool oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we opened the door and then immediately closed it. Yeah. <laughs> you did do <laughs> that. Hoping that like, it would not see us. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then I think it like burst out or ran out, and then you guys decided it like was you guys were all running out of the castle entirely. You were terrified of this giant bear owl creature. And then um, Elvin was ready with his axe to just like sweep at it as it was gonna run past them. And then he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he held strong, yeah. and the owlbear just ran out of the castle, just scared, and didn't even want. I held strong. I realized I was holding strong alone. He yeah. decided not to. Yeah, decided not to attack it when everyone had run away. So you just backed off a bit. Um, cool. So you guys, and then you guys went into that room. Um, it was like a quarters, right? Like a, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it, was, it was just like a big room like where a the big tower. Was yeah, I thought it was a tower. Big. Yeah, because yeah, the, the stairs like went along the side. Yeah, yeah. Or so there were no stairs. It was like a second shelf. Yeah, there was a second. There used to be a second story in, in yeah. there. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you guys find? Chest. Yeah, this big wooden chest up on the, the ceiling. Right. Second yeah. floor. Yeah. I think we, the staircase through was collapsed. Did we use a rope or? Tried to pull it down on the rope. No, no, that. I don't remember. And maybe I don't remember how we got it down, but it almost landed on me. Yeah, that's. I remember that. I remember. Yeah, I remember. I think you guys threw a rope up there, and uh, maybe Coria used a mage hand to like put it around the mm -hmm. the the treasure chest that you saw up there, and then you all pulled it together um, with Josie in the very front and the you pulled it so hard that it was running like about to hit you in the face you rolled a one yep. on, on that check um, and the, it's about to like crush your skull it would have been, <laughs> been terrible yeah. very bad and then Elbin and I rolled a 20 Woo! and punched it into splinters. No, Hell you yeah. took your axe, I thought. You... No, I just straight up punched no, it. No, he punched it. Wow. <laughs> he like straight Oh, karate chopped it. Karate <laughs> chopped it. <laughs> it Saved it my face. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Saved the other half of your face. Yeah. Yeah, in slow motion, gold started flying in the air. Just like 200 gold or something was in there. Yep. It starts flying in the air. And you, what else did you guys find? 
two a, scrolls. Yeah, like a revivify scroll. Yeah, yeah revivify and scroll. Something else. Oh, scroll yes. Yeah. Silence yeah. spell. Oh, it's a silence? I don't think you guys, you guys you still have that. We've never saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. And a potion, a healing potion. A healing pot. It's tight. Um, well, that was pretty dope, right? So you guys found that scroll. Pretty dope. Um, and then you guys kept on. You fought some other hobgoblins. It was pretty intense. But then you found what looked like the king's quarters. Um, and I think Caden put her ear to the door and could hear, like, two people talking in there. They were uh, arguing. They were arguing. Um, about money or something, um, and they were. One of them sounded like a, bu- a bugbear, and the other one sounded um, not so much like a bugbear, right? Um, sounded more of like a like silky, smooth voice. Um, and then you guys opened the door. I remember you went in there, and Caden, the silver-tongued rogue. <laughs> Um, managed to convince the bugbear. Uh, well, we open the door and then wolf. all we see is a bugbear, a dwarf, and a wolf, which was weird because it didn't sound like the bugbear was talking to a dwarf. Or a wolf. Or a wolf. Yeah. So that was weird. That was weird. So, you, yeah, you, you want to describe what happened next? Yeah, so uh, I talked to the bugbear because I see a dwarf and I assume that's Gundren. And I'm like, hey, bugbear, I have a proposition for you. Uh, we want Gundren. What do you want? And he's like, "We'll give him to you. I'll give him to you for a hundred gold." So I take out my gold and I stack a hundred gold next to the door, right next to me. Uh, I did so to make sure that it couldn't all be taken at once because this was a very tall stack. <laughs> uh, the bugbear sent its wolf to come get the gold. And being in a single stack, the wolf couldn't t- take all the gold, so he took 70 gold with him. <laughs> Those are very specific notes. I love this. <laughs> uh, at that point, the bugbear drops the dwarf, uh, and we can tell that the dwarf is badly beaten. And, but it is also probably Gundren. Yeah. Um, so seeing that it was Gundren, um, Dane, probably overcome with worry, rushed to his cousin's side to check him for wounds um, and he was thankfully still alive yeah I can fix him um, and then all of a sudden the room went dark pitch black pitch black even those with dark vision couldn't see in there yeah it sucked yeah it was really weird it terrifying was strange. spooky and then yeah. Um, yeah hold on let me uh Let's, yeah, I feel let's like change, let's change the, music the, the yeah. aesthetic in here. Yeah. Let's see. The room went dark. Pitch black. Pitch black. <laughs> Nobody could see anything. And when the lights came back on, there were two Danes. Whoa. We were terrified. There's two of them. And mystified. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were two Danes standing uh, above Gundren's body, and it was very, very strange. <laughs> um, so a lot of confusion happened. Um, 
one of the Danes started pulling Gundren's body, and the other one started resisting a little bit, and collectively and against each other, but somehow just like pulling, the guys managed to pull him out of that room, and one of them's trying to, they're like slapping each other's hands away. One of them's trying to <laughs> put their hand on heel. Yeah, so it's very just like. Very tiny, this, short people just yes. wrestling. Yeah, so it's tiny, wrestling. short people wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Dwarven <laughs> wrestling. The beards are getting entangled. Like, oh, there's chunks of hair going everywhere. Little dwarf fists. Um, yeah, so there was a scuffle. Um, Gundren's, like, you know, unconscious body kind of like getting tossed aside, and then uh, Grohl, King Grohl, got pretty flustered at this situation. He's like, what the hell is going on himself? <laughs> and he started, he went on full attack, um, and he went to fight you guys. You guys dealt with him surprisingly easily. I think Elvin and Josie kind of really uh, took care of him yeah. pretty, not too hard. Yeah, uh, I think Elvin, I had another one of my patented spark Oh, yeah. Spark axe. Spark <laughs> axe them in the face. Caden, um, I think, was concerned about the... I'm not sure if that's good. So Josie that. stopped them from, like, going any further because they were, like, continuing to drag Gundren out. And Josie was like, whoa, 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 stop here. I w- yeah, I think it was, like, a combination of me, Josie, and, or, yeah, Josie and Elbin who took down the bugbear and the wolf. Okay, yeah. There was a wolf as well. And then, so you guys took them down, and then... Near, like, the, the middle room of this, like, castle, um, there's, like, open wilderness to the north where the, the top of it has been destroyed, or the top part of this castle has been destroyed. And then you have the two Danes in front of you. And I think Caden begins to question them. Caden, do you remember what you asked? Yeah, the first thing I asked was, um... Oh, dang. No, I don't remember. There's something that had technically two answers to it. Uh, well, you said... Uh, Okay, so before yeah, Rosie's name was Rosie, it that's was... That's right, that's right. May. 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 So, like, yeah, my first question was, like, what's the name of Josie's ox? And one said May, and one said Rosie. And we <laughs> were, like, shit. Frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Then so, I asked... What, so, uh, like, what light came out of the owlbear? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, you guys had found an owlbear earlier. Uh, counter and uh, Dane shot rainbows at it. <laughs> Magical <laughs> rainbow lights, lights. right? Yeah, it like exploded the owlbear's face yeah. <laughs> with rainbows. <laughs> so you asked them that, and they both seemed to answer correctly. They one said rainbows and one said light. Yeah, exactly. And then like f- quickly finished up like with rainbows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that was still also not successful. Um. Yeah, so you kept asking them questions, um, and both Danes seemed to answer somewhat correctly. Yeah. You couldn't really tell which one was, like, suspicious over the other. And they're still kind of scuffling a little bit. Um, you know, one of them's trying to, like, heal Gundren in the middle of this. The other one's trying to stop him from touching him, so it's hard to tell what's going on. Um, and then Elbin... And I realized that all this talking wasn't working, and thought that the... Obvious answer was just to knock them both out. So I grabbed them both <laughs> by the head, and I was about to just clonk them together. Yeah, you, did, you, right? you were about to clonk their heads together, like knock them out, like the Three Stooges, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a uh, let's see what I got here in my notes. And then a like dark, like spooky hand came out of one of the Danes and just kind of like smacked you in the chest and like you 
like yeah. flew across the room. Knocked me across the room. Like knocked you off your feet, and I think you fell unconscious. Like it just smacked you crazy. And then you could see. Um, As the real dame, I cannot shoot creepy hands out of my. <laughs> no, you cannot. No, absolutely, you cannot. Um, and then you could see like that creepy hand starts like, like the bones start turning and stuff, and you could see like the body. This this fake dame's body starts being like broken and like morphed up um, and twisting until it becomes this like large monstrous humanoid with like dark gray skin. Uh, a shape-shifting doppelganger! Very Hello. spooky. Ooh. Spooky. It was so Very spooky. spooky. That's not me. Yeah. That's not Dane. That's nope. not Dane at all. We immediately knew the real one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dane, why are you get so tall? <laughs> um, the first thing this doppelganger did was it, um, well, presumably, the, you guys surmised earlier that the doppelganger could, like, kind of tell the questions that you were going to ask it. Like, it seemed prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could tell, like, kind of read minds a little bit. Um, so it, the first thing it did was it jumped on top of Dane and just, like, started going ham on him, like, 100%, and it ripped out Dane's throat, like, completely. Um, and it, then it turned around, took its spooky claw hand, and stabbed Gundren in the heart. Gundren's unconscious body, and ripped it. Um, like, he just, like, ripped his hand back out, so. Um, not a good time to be a dwarf. Yeah, not a good time to be one of the rock seeker and other cousins' family. <laughs> um, then it took the map off of Gundren's body and started to proceed to run out of the castle. And there was a, some quick action by Corye. Remember what happened, Corye? Oh, uh, yes. Um, I casted out my mage hand. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you use the Kamehameha also for mage hand? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, in my mind I did. But then, like. Uh, this is canon now. Yeah, it's canon <laughs> yeah. now. And so I cast it, and, like, a hand just started appearing on top of my actual hand and just floated over there yeah. as fast as it could. Yeah. And then you. And I snatched. Snatched the map. That was awesome. So, and quick thinking. Kept it back. Yeah. Even though I was well, going to put it up in the air, but then everyone was like, no, bring it back. So, I brought it back. Yeah. So, you pulled the map back towards you. Uh, the doppelganger, like, probably shrieked a little bit, turned around, started charging back at you, and then a hail of arrows from Caden and Josie, I think, tried to, you know, put it down. Um, it got, like, stabbed in the face by, or shot in the face with an arrow. Maybe? I think Elbin hit the demon through the back. And then I shot him for 20. Oh, I see. So he at did. some point, Elvin yeah. got picked up. Yeah, I got, I got woken up. Yeah. And then you shot him for what, Uh, For 20. For 20? Yeah. Nice. Uh, and it just like kind of slumped over standing. Yeah. Like, well, like dead. Presumably dead. Yeah, we were unsure. Unsure. <laughs> unsure if dead. Um, yeah. The doppelganger was put down. Um, on rushing so to Dane and Gundren's aid, our party found that. Unf- well, this isn't the right song for this. <laughs> um, they found that unfortunately, both of them had ultimately died. Both Corey, uh, both Dane and Gundren were dead. But Corye, if you guys recall earlier, had one single scroll of Revivify, and you guys had to make. Um, a hard decision to bring back one of the two dwarves back to life. Um, 
They deliberated for a very long time. It was a very swift decision. It was a swift decision. <laughs> we knew exactly. You knew exactly who you wanted to bring back to life. There was no hesitation was no whatsoever. Hesitation. They definitely didn't Even discuss it. Even though Revivify takes it, we have up to one minute to use it. <laughs> yeah. We definitely spent one second. Mm-hmm. Definitely did not spend more than one minute deliberating. Nope. No. With who to save? We knew for sure we were going to yeah. save the dwarf. For yeah. sure. Yeah, you definitely were going to save the dwarf. Yes. The dwarf with the beard. Yes. yes. Yep, yep, the bearded yep. dwarf. The dwarf with the beard who have the same bloodline. And we're dead. <laughs> and we're dead. Yes. Very clear. No question whatsoever. So, our friends, or our party, chose the newfound friend, and Dane's throat started to mend back together, and light shone through it, um, shined through his body, and his spirit was restored to his mortal... Um, it's mortal, you know, body. Um, and uh, the only problem there was, you know, Dane's throat was pretty, pretty mangled, so he had a hard time had speaking. Had to come back with the soul. Yeah, yeah, it had to. You had to put the soul back in there. So. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Dane, you kind of have a hard time speaking so much. You gotta drink some water. You clear your throat. Yeah, drink some brandy. I do a lot of drinking to keep the vocal cords lubricated well. Yeah pretty important for casting spells and it, talking. Yeah, yeah. And being a jolly elf. Yeah, I would think so. You're a do- jolly dwarf. Or, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, jolly dwarf. <laughs> Definitely not elf. Um, yeah, so, although Gundren was dead, Dane was alive, albeit was a little difficult for him to speak now. Mm-hmm. Our heroes, uh, when you guys left, you also found a, like, wandering war party of uh, hobgoblins, but you managed to convince them that they could just take over Cragmaw Castle, and they didn't, you know, didn't need to fight you. They killed you, killed King Grohl, and the castle was theirs. So this war party of hobgoblins left you guys alone. It was pretty miraculous. It was pretty dope. You guys talked real good. Words. Uh, yeah. So our heroes returned to Phandalin with the map and Gundren's body, and. What they found was not really a peaceful town waiting for them. Um, the red brands in Phandalin had been getting more bold, more aggressive, and uh, you know the townspeople were no longer like walking around and like being jolly and sweeping floors and picking um, herbs in their gardens. Um, the atmosphere was pretty tense. You saw a lot of shuttered windows, a lot of closed doors. You saw red brands in the streets, and a lot of guards patrolling as well. Um, and you guys ended up encountering a new town master of Phandalin who was there. You guys like went to the town master's hall, and you met Lorenzo Cacho, who's a member of the Lord Alliance. And he was nice. sent down Lord from Neverwinter to help with the situation in Phandalin. He also arrested Harbin Wester and threw him in jail. And Lorenzo has an um, unplaceable accent from somewhere foreign. Can't tell if it's French, can't tell if it's Spanish. Probably is trying to be Spanish, which just probably isn't very good. <laughs> so, it's a hybrid. Hello, I'm yep. Lorenzo Cacho. <laughs> uh, so not trusting the party initially. Lorenzo is pretty tough with you guys, very authoritative. Um, and he revealed that he was searching for Anaro Albrecht, a missing wizard from the Lord of the Lions. Um, you guys gave him the map uh, for safekeeping. He, well, 
Not, not really. He told you to give him the map, and he kind of threatened Caden with some guards, I think. Yeah, like, pretty, pretty sure that happened. Pretty sure it was like Caden. We didn't me... get off to a good start. No, not at all. Lorenzo and Caden kind of butted heads a little bit. He took my cousin, too. He did take Gundren, but he was very worried about Gundren being yeah. dead. Um, and he called Sister Gorel to try to help, I think. Yep. Um, try to see if there's anything we could do for Gundren. Um, and yeah, so our heroes hearing about the Red Brand threat um, from Lorenzo, um, hearing about the Tresendar Manor is like the, the stronghold for the Red Brands. You guys like are pretty exhausted after the ordeal at Cragmall Castle and traveling back to Phandalin. Um, so you guys try to go down the rest a bit. Um, Caden goes to her aunt's farm, and the rest of the party uh, goes stay at the inn. Um, we're gonna take a quick break, because um, I need a potty break, and uh, we'll be right back. I'm Dane, and you're listening to the Armor Class Podcast. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Why don't you give us that intro again, Corey? I like that. <clears throat> Our heroes hearing about the Red Brand threats are concerned but exhausted. Caden goes to her aunt's farm in town to rest, and the rest of the party stays at the inn. That's it. I think you that keep going, good, man. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I want you to take the reins a little yeah. bit. No, I'm fine. Uh, podcast, would you like, what do you guys want? Can we pull the room real quick? <coughs> that <laughs> night, things get a little hectic. The Red Brands were drunk, rowdy, and causing a ruckus in the town late into the evening, killing guards and ensuring chaos, attacking innocents. Our heroes decide to intervene outside the inn and help the guards, while Caden's aunt's house is attacked as well. Lorenzo comes to the party's aid, and the town is looking like an all hour, you wrote down hour, war zone. All enough war zone. was enough. The party decided to sneak into the Red Brand hideout at Tresendar Manor. Can read Tresendar Manor book info. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> did we kind of skip over the bar fight a little bit? We, weren't we like fighting in pajamas? Yeah, we were oh, in pajamas. Oh, yeah, we were fighting in pajamas. Yeah, we talk about that. Uh, yeah, so... Josie could barely see... That actually was a really important moment in the canon because, yeah, it was... Um, the Red Brands are drunk and attacking the town, as Corey said, and it's like starting to get pretty chaotic. And you guys are at the inn and you hear this ruckus outside. You guys are in your pajamas. And you see guards getting like murdered right outside the inn. So you guys rush out there. Uh, specifically, Elbin rushes out there and starts like putting himself in front of harm's way to defend this guard. And Josie also um, comes out and starts helping attack. Caden isn't there. Dane and Corey are inside. Um, I kept the bar from burning down yeah, by I... pouring a beer out on a Oh, that's right. Area. That happened? <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. But um, there was some, a lot of heroic actions as you guys kind of really stepped up. Um, That's kind of when we earned Lorenzo's trust. You guys earned Lorenzo's trust by putting yourself in harm's way for the people of Phandalin. Yeah, which definitely was, saved us. Yeah, and he showed up and killed like, killed like three or four red brands <laughs> by himself in the quick dance of his rapier. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and that was when the when the red brands attacked my aunt's house. I was at the top of the stairs, and there was one coming straight for me. Mm-hmm. And I ran from the top of the stairs and was like, "Nobody fucks with my family!" and jumped on his shoulders <laughs> and slit his throat. Oh yeah, damn. Yo. Yo. <laughs> so yeah, the the way I imagined that whole like encounter was like you know like a horror movie where like the people are breaking into the house yes. and like they're like outside in the windows. You could see their faces. Like breaking in and you're there defending your family. Yeah, it felt like, very cornered. Yeah, it was like pretty, pretty gritty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Caden, cornered is the name of the horror movie. Cornered. Yes. God damn, that wrote, this shit writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, Colleen and Carp were definitely freaked out by being attacked in their home, and you know, you you kind of ask Colleen to help hide some bodies. Because, you know, I'm a halfling. You're a halfling. You can only do so much. Yeah, you need, you need help moving, yeah. moving big adult bodies. Um, and then Carp earlier in, in this campaign, had told you guys about this kind of secret passage entrance he saw that, like, was near Tresendar Manor through the woods. Um, and you guys remembered that, and you talked to Lorenzo, and he was like, I need your help. We have to take this to the Red Bands tonight. We cannot let them attack us anymore. Um, and you guys did exactly that. You took it to the Red Brands. You went through the secret entrance, um, you snuck in through that passage, and you guys found yourself inside a dark cavern. Dressed in Red Brand cloaks. Dressed in Red Brand cloaks that you picked up from the, from the uh, conflict outside. From dead Red Brand They're bodies. red because they're red cloaks, and they're red from the blood. <laughs> Inside the cavern, you guys encountered something quite strange. Um, inside, you found a nothic, an insane subterranean monster that hungers for flesh. Through some history checks at some point, you guys also know that nothics are usually um, wizards that have been corrupted over time. And uh, speaking of corrupting over time, uh, Corier. Corier. The Nothic can can speak telepathically to everyone. And as you guys. Actually, I didn't write any of this stuff down. It was pretty interesting. Like, I talked to each one of you individually. As you guys went inside this Nothic, like, cavern here, you all remembered things that you rather not remember or think about. Either traumatic things from your past, or things you were ashamed of, or things you're putting behind. I think for Caden it was about how she's letting down her family, or um, how disappointed her mother would be in you know, her dealings with the Red Brands. I think for Elbin it was um, thinking uh, about restoring his family's history, and like glory and how he hasn't really done much so far besides just kill some goblins and acting more barbaric than his family would probably be happy about. Just murdering people and being covered in goblin blood. Josie, you remember this entire time that you were just putting off going to Thunder Tree and dealing with your trauma um, and, you know, restoring Thunder Tree. Dane, you feel a lot of guilt about Gundren being dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the Nothic kind of telepathically, you know, thought about these, made you think about these things. Um, and Corier, what did the Nothic have you think about? It asked me, do you want to know more about magic? That's it. 
And did Corier want to know more about magic? I was intrigued. Some could say enchanted, even spellbound. <laughs> so I specifically wrote down enchanted. Enchanted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this Nothic starts echoing inside Corier's head, telling him that there's great magic and knowledge down this <clears throat> crevasse in the middle of the, the manor. Completely convinced and you know, desperately wanting to seek the magics in the spooky, spooky, spooky Nothic crevasse, or crevice, crevasse. I put down crevice. I'm gonna rename it. Rename it to crevasse. Accent. Oh yeah, Corey, go ahead and tell us what happened when you went down there. Oh yeah. Well, before he went down there, we killed the Nothic. Oh yeah. You guys, you guys, you guys fought the Nothic and ended up killing it, but Corey was still like. I think we all kind of like shook our our bad thoughts away, except for Corey. Corey was still quite. I was. tried to like fight us for something. Yeah. We had to restrain Corey. Yeah, I threw down that mage hand to like try and annoy people because I didn't want anyone. But I was like, hey, look, mage hands in front of your face. What's up? I totally forgot about that. Yeah, he's just distracting people. Wait, mage hand. You can't see. You guys tried to prevent Corey from going down the mm-hmm. obviously very spooky crevasse, mm-hmm. um, but Corey would really believe that there was something to it, something magical down there, and he just couldn't resist the knowledge. Yeah, and uh, what about the knowledge? Thanks to my fam, uh, after also insisting that they left me in that cave, gave me a rope, and I went down the crevasse. I was the only one that was interested in letting Corey go down there because I did think there would be gold down there. (laughs) (laughs) Self-interested, but... Ulterior motives, but it still worked out. We had mutual interest. Um, I'll just read what I wrote. There, he feels the chilling necromantic aura surrounding him. He feels like he could live twice his age if he stayed down here amongst the bones. Down here, he also sees Murden Drendar dead. Continuing further... Corey sees a treasure chest containing items that weren't of knowledge like the Nothic said, but a quarterstaff and some gold. While it wasn't the knowledge he was seeking, Corey felt like he understood a bit more about the taboo arts of dark magic. I think um, down there was also a plus one longsword. Yes, that thing. Um, Which is a magical sword, which gives you plus one to your attack rolls, where uh, Josie... Think, ended up taking and became her trusty sword. I don't remember if you named it or if it had a name or anything. Didn't name it. Plus one longsword. Or to you, magic nice longsword. Well, I call it That's the magic sword. You call sword. it the magic sword. It's true. <laughs> you just feel really magical with yeah. it. Yeah. Corey felt like he understood a bit more about the taboos of dark magic. <laughs> there was also a scroll of augury down there, too. And a scroll of augury. Yes. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You definitely still have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was because um, I, I couldn't use it. So until now. You know, <clears throat> you guys kept wandering around the manor, um, trying to find Glassstaff, <laughs> find out what was going on, and taking care of the red brands. And you ended up finding a room as you guys were still dressed as red brands mm-hmm. of. Um, Four, four, three or four bugbears, and uh, they're all like kicking and like abusing um, 
this little goblin. <laughs> poor, poor goblin. Yeah, they were like kicking him and they were mistreating him. And uh, with those bugbears, one of them had like a jeweled eye patch. Um, and uh, you guys, what'd you guys do? Josie. Yeah, so when I saw this scene happening, um, it immediately reminded me of what my life used to be when I was working the shipyards down at the docks, you know. Only female in this yard, and my manager, I guess, or crew head, would just treat me really poorly. They would beat on me, and so I was like, this poor goblin, we have to stop this. So I think I said something to the the four bugbears, like, hey, um... First, for? you you told them you had a brain injury. <laughs> you couldn't remember. You couldn't oh, oh yes. We're still like, what are you looking yeah, for? Oh, I, don't, yes. I just don't I know. It's been, a, it's been a while. Yeah, because yeah, we, yeah, oh, we, yeah. we yeah. were dressed as red I think we forgot we were wearing red red clothes a couple times. I think yeah, so. Yeah, and I was looking for um, what's this glass staff's glass staff's room, and so I asked <laughs> the bugbear like, ah, you know, I just fell, I hurt my head. Um, do you know where Glassstaff's room is? And he kind of just stared at me and was like, what? I think they like just pointed <laughs> us in the general direction. It's up there. Yeah. And then like we closed the door and then you were like, I think we should save the goblin. Yeah. <laughs> so I knock again and they, <laughs> Bugbear opens the door and he's like, what do you want? And I was like, Glassstaff needs the goblin to come with us. And he kind of like looks at me, confused. And I just look at him, confused. Yeah, this is the, the Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm thing. The... And I grab the goblin, <laughs> and we just walk out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. You know. Nods at you. Like, yeah. All right. Okay. Um, the goblin introduces himself as Troop, and he knows his way around um, the, the Red Brand hideout. Um, also known as Tresendar Manor, which I'm not sure if I talked about this so much, but the manor um, has been ruined and there's used What's to belong. What's he sound like? How did Troop introduce okay, himself? Okay, yeah, he said, Ah, uh, hello, my, my name is Troop. I'm, I'm a goblin. Hi. Hi, Troop. Hi. Hi. What's your name? I'm Dane. Dane? Uh, you have a funny, funny face. Uh, why do you sound so weird? <laughs> As he drinks a sip of water, yep. Dane struggles to speak with his torn throat. Yeah. Um, and just says yes. Uh, yeah, his, his, um, he does the weird magic stuff over there. Droop says to y'all as um, he leads you through the Red Brand hideout to Glassstaff's like alchemy lab. You guys go in there and you um, look through all of the alchemy stuff and you kind of surmise after Corey does some arcane investigations that Glassstaff was working on trying to create a potion of invisibility. Um, you guys also find a little mouse, a cute little mouse, or rat. <laughs> rat. Uh, sorry, a gross but <coughs> kind of cute little rat uh, scurrying around and Josie an being intriguing. an intriguing rat of sorts. And uh, Josie being one who is a lover of animals and really good at handling them, so to speak, 
Um, she befriended the rat and just picked it right up. Picked and it up and it put was it on my shoulder. Really nice to her. Yeah. Uh, cute little rat. Um, yeah, and then you guys found a secret door that led to Glassstaff's quarters. Wait, and we also found a journal of Urmon oh, that was in Dwarvish. Oh, okay, yeah. And that had a Philander's Pact on it, or in it, or it was. It talked about the Philander's Pact, maybe? Yeah, which is like to share the riches of the mine in Wayback Cave. Uh, and we also found a mace. I don't you. remember this, actually. A, the Lightbringer? Did anyone pick that mace up? No, um, the, there's there's records of a magic mace named Lightbringer oh, okay. that was commissioned by the pe- the priests of Lathander, the okay. gods of dawn, from the mages working with the gnomes and the dwarves of the Fandelver's pack. That's right, that's right. Yeah, that's what it was. And then uh, we also the saw... Well, the mace was lost when Wave Echo Cave and its mind vanished from history. Dang. I wonder what that means. Uh, and then we also saw the ingredients for an invisibility potion, mm-hmm. which are nightshade, dragon bile, and mercury. Yes. Nightshade, dragon bile, and mercury. I wonder if those three ingredients will come up again in this campaign. Mm. Stay uh, tuned. Stay tuned <laughs> to find out. Stay tuned. Oh, right. Dragon bile. Dragon bile. <laughs> oh, dragon bile. Oh. Interesting. Mm. Foreshadowing. Where are we? Where are we? Definitely dragon. not foreshadowing anything here. Okay, so, um, yeah, you guys find the quarters of an, um, glass staff and you um, you find you know you look around for a while and um, you find a letter written we went uh, through that secret you entrance you went through the secret entrance yeah. you find a letter and you also you guys I think read the letter immediately and see um, a letter that says Lord Albrecht my spies in Neverwinter tell me that strangers are due to arrive in Phandalin. They could be working for the dwarves. Capture them if you can, kill them if you must, but don't allow them to upset our plans. See that any dwarven maps in their possession are delivered to me with haste. I'm counting on you, Inaro. Don't disappoint me. Signed with a black spider. You guys, with that information, could surmise that Lord Alberic, uh, Inaro Alberic, was the very person missing from the Lord's Alliance that um, Lorenzo was looking for and he was concerned about. Um, you guys also saw that there's another secret entrance leading outside of this room, and as you guys rushed outside of that secret entrance, you could see down the hall um, the cloaks of someone turning a corner. Quickly, you guys rushed um, towards uh, where he was around the corner. Um, you turn into the, the main like hallway entryway with like a um, cistern, and you see this man, uh, this dark-haired wizard, take a. Well, first off, Corey tries to grab the pouch that he has in his hands away from him with a mage hand, but he already has his hand in the pouch and he pulls out a little vial. And he drinks the vial and vanishes completely. There's a potion of invisibility he drank and uh, seemingly disappeared. You guys went around the room and threw some flour around (laughs) trying to see if you could find any footprints. And as you were doing this, some red brands showed up in the little barracks right next door, and uh, combat ensued. Uh, this one, I this, remember this being was... particularly brutal. 
maybe Elvin, down. you can take it. No, it was really. What what happened? Who wants to talk about it? I just did some, some standard axe killing, I think. Yeah, you did some standard axe killing. <laughs> uh, but maybe Dane, maybe what? Josie, you guys are making faces. When did the oil get thrown? There might have been some oil. <laughs> it was afterwards. Yeah. The oil was, uh, I think, no, the oil was during oh, wait, the fight. No, yes, yeah, so it was. first it started with Corey. Okay, let's all start. This this uh, conflict yeah. was... It started with me. I yeah. wanted to, like, shoot, I think it was Ray of Frost. Mm -hmm. um, but I was so yep. spooked by the water... Yeah, you saw something in the water. I saw something in the water. Oh, right. And I just wanted to freeze everything. Mer people. Yeah. You saw mer people. I saw yeah. mer people. Wow. I totally forgot this happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. That's I was like, oh you my god, I gotta get rid of this. People. And we yeah. were like, what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> and then there were fish people, that's what we were <laughs> yeah, talking about. Yeah, fish people. You said there were fish people in the water, and Corey froze the water with a ray of frost. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was the first weird thing. The yeah. second, Caden, was that. Was, so up? yeah, jo so we knew that the red brands were sleeping in that room because yeah, of Droop, and so she opens uh, the door. They're sleeping in that room. <laughs> yeah. So Josie opens the door silently, and we're For about once. to do a sneak For attack. Once. But then I just decide, hey, this is a perfect time to catch the place on fire. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't burned anything so down yet. Were so, you harboring any resentment for this place? Or were there some pent-up feelings, maybe, Caden? Yeah. I basically said, fuck this shit. And I threw oil in the, the doorway. Caught the whole like doorway on fire. Because I also threw a match on top of the oil. Um, caught me on fire because yes. oil was oh, yeah, yeah. on it, my it, feet. It oh my right, god. Right. And I had for to jump over into the water. For someone with was... like, you know, disfigured burn scars, that yeah. might be a little traumatic. Not much. And I almost <laughs> slipped on the ice. I think the DM even yeah, reminded jumped like... over into the water, but it was ice, it was so ice. you just landed on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit, water. Oh. <laughs> What, did, what were you saying, Caden? Uh, I think the ZM even like warned me that Josie was in the night, in the way, and I was like, "She'll move." <laughs> <laughs> I think and I yelled pretty, out, "Like Josie, move!" I'm pretty I sure it. I rolled a one to move. Yeah. And use an inspiration to reroll. Awesome. Nice, because yeah. it was that you really did not get hit by fire. Um, so yeah, it caught on fire. It's fire now, for sure. <laughs> the Red Brands had to rush out of the little barracks room and through the fire, and some of them caught fire and decided, I'm gonna jump in the water, which was still ice, but some of them broke through the ice and fell in there. You guys, Elvin, I think, made quick work of the other ones running through the fire with his axe. Um, but there was still one Red Brand in the water uh, who broke through the ice. So, uh, you guys, what, what happened after that? <laughs> Nobody wants to <laughs> All of you are looking at each other. I can't remember who started it. I'm pretty sure I started, but um, I just decided to put my foot on that red brand's head and push him down in the water so he would just drown. So this red brand is struggling for air. He's been just caught on fire. He's just like, you can see his horrified face. There's snot coming out of his nose. He's trying to breathe down, and Josie's just pushing him down into the water with his foot. And then, uh, I walked over to help. Yeah, just to be sure. Just to be sure that <laughs> Josie could drown this guy. Dane went over there and also <laughs> tried to help to push him down. Um, and then I'm pretty sure at some point he got kind of stabbed a bit in there. Yeah, he did get stabbed. Yeah, yeah I don't remember who yeah. did the stabbing. Probably one. Of, all of you <laughs> held the knife and stabbed him. <laughs> It was it was gruesome, even for my standards. <laughs> and I've been describing a lot of gruesome D and D shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. that pool turned red. Yeah, the yeah. pool. Yeah. Very yeah. fast. The, the, the cistern like <clears throat> turned red with blood, and his like drowned, stabbed corpse just floated to the yeah, top. Yeah, it was very. I will never forget the feeling of his life just leaving my foot. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you guys definitely did that. Yeah, you guys proceeded ahead um, in this red brand hideout as the barracks are just continuing to catch fire. You guys do not attempt to put it out whatsoever. I try with Ray of Frost. Oh, you did. It got out of control pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But it just like turned into mist. It's yeah, like, it was cool. it was a barracks room slash like a stock room with like where they would put a lot of their food and supplies and grains and stuff. It caught fire pretty quick. This was a good experiment to learn that Corey is not a good magic firefighter. He is nope. not a magic <laughs> It's like ice. Uh. Alright, cool. We'll see y'all. You're good at shooting ice. I can turn water into ice. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys you guys continued along, you um, avoided some traps, you found a um, Tresendar family crypt that Caden quickly robbed some corpses of their family <laughs> rings. Um, you guys like went into this prison area where um, Trendar's family, the man who was dead at the, the cistern, or not the cistern, the dead in the crevasse, you found his family and rescued them, his wife and child, uh, as you fought some other red brands and there were some crypt zombies as well. Um, then you guys kind of got out of there um, after saving after saving the family. And as you're leaving um, the Tresendar Manor, the Red Brand hideout, you see that the flames are just pretty much overtaking the whole building, um, the entire manor. You guys make it down into Phandalin um, from from the Tresendar Manor, and you look back, and the night sky is red with the fires burning. Um, into the night. Um, yeah, as you guys make it down to Phandalin, um, the Red Brands are in like an all-out war with the, the guards and Lorenzo, um, and the bugbears from earlier who escaped through the fire came to confront you. You guys, with Lorenzo's help, made quick work of them, and um, the the flames of, of um, the night. I described this well somewhere. It's like I think I wrote a nice little blurb about this, but um, yeah. So you, it looked like a, a horrifying war zone. But after killing all the red brands, Josie had a crazy flashback. Yeah, yeah, Josie. I couldn't breathe for a second because it just brought me back to my childhood. Mm. That's harsh. Yeah, seeing the, the fires kind of... You said your scar, like, burns. Yeah, the, that's right. Yeah, I had a tingling. Like like, like Harry Potter situation. <laughs> ah! The fires are... Stop being ah, He who must not be named. I think I blacked out. Um, yeah, I think you definitely had a little thing. Um, but yeah, you guys helped kill off the Red Brands. Lorenzo um, and the guards went to go, you know, put out the fires, and he, like, there's some local mages nearby that he went to go um, help. Uh, got them to go help, and um, yeah, you guys decided to go rest. Um, How come there are other mages that are good at putting out fires? You're not. I'm good at making fire. <laughs> yeah, he's good at some good. Some mages are good at making fire. Some good to <laughs> specialize. We got water benders. Yeah. It's the whole thing. I just need to go to the water. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's many um, different types of scientists. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one second. No, I think I'm gonna keep it. Alright, go ahead and keep it. Okay. Um, 
dun dun. That's what it sounded like. Gosh. My favorite part about the episode 13 recording is once we put in that intermission, mm-hmm. immediately when we resume, you're like, hey, Corey, can we cut that out? As yeah. if you want to like, cut out the intermission. It's really funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure. Um, I'm trying to find something in our chat room. But it's I'm just scrolling and I'm 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 scrolling. Ah, yes. So you guys are talking to Lorenzo, um, and Caden is talking to Lorenzo, and she reluctantly hands Lorenzo the um, letter from the black spider, <clears throat> the letter from the black spider that uh, was given to Inaro. Some more guards show up, and they're dealing with the fallen comrades, and it's kind of a grisly scene. Uh, the peaceful mining town of Phandalin looks like a complete war zone. Probably looked similar to when the orcs first sacked the place years ago. There's bodies up and down the street, blood spilling into the night, as crimson as the red brand's cloaks. The night sky burns orange. Ash begins to fill the air. It's a horrifying yet fascinating sight to see the manor engulfed in flames. Josie walks over to a barrel to the side of the nearest building and supports her weight. She's like breathing heavily. So you guys talk to Anaro a bit after that and um, decide to go rest. And he's, he thanks you for your help in dealing with this. And uh, yeah, you guys go rest. Um, the next day, um, I don't remember everything that happened. You guys kind of stocked up on some gear. Um, it was kind of a nice, it was kind of a chill day. You went to Quillen's, um, you guys, well, first off, you stocked up on some gear. You got, you guys bought Droop some armor and a sword, and, uh, Elvin got new armor. It was, like, really nice, uh, new, like, was it studded, um, uh, no, it was chain mail? Or it was plate mail. Plate mail? Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah plate mail. Plate, it was, it was some dope armor. Very pretty. And, um, oh, before you did oh, that, yeah. actually, mm-hmm. yeah. you guys both, um, Elvin and Josie um, met with Lorenzo, yeah. and Lorenzo um, invited you guys to join the Lord's Alliance and become cloaks of the Lord's Alliance. And the Lord's Alliance um, are people that um, are like, cons- um, they are, what was my specific thing here? Um, they're those who exemplify a desire for the security of civilization through action. So you put, you know, you don't just idly sit by, you take action to like secure, you know, civilization. So pretty honorable stuff. Nice, uh, kind of lawful good sort of shit. You know what I mean? So you guys, uh, you guys both accept and become cloaks of the Lord's Alliance. We say I do. They said I do. Um, and then you guys, yeah, we did. You know, when Elbin got new armor, uh, it was also, you know, kind of engraved. We got it all customized and fitted. Yeah, it. customized and fitted, had the Lord's Alliance symbol on it. You guys, mm-hmm. the Lord's Alliance, you guys got some cool Lord's Alliance cloaks. and a, Some bling bling. Some bling bling. Yeah. Cool rings. Yeah, <laughs> cool rings. Um, and yeah, you guys got troops some armor. You guys went to Quillen's, right? And had some tea. You guys had some, like... Pie and tea, a lot of apple. Uh, Colleen has an apple farm, right? So she had a lot of apple pie, uh, apple tea, apple tea, apple teenies. Yeah. You guys had a lot of fun. 
and uh, it was kind of a nice day. We gave Droop a bath. You guys bathed Droop. And yeah. technically went, more like carp. Yeah. yeah helped yeah. bathe <laughs> Droop. Yeah. But Droop went with from from a greenish tint to... I think a grayish tint gray to a greenish tint. tint. Oh, yeah. grayish yeah. tint to a greenish tint. Yeah, he so. was dirty. <laughs> it's quite amazing. It was amazing. It's a lot of dirt. It is a lot of dirt. <laughs> But now that you guys had the map, or Lorenzo had the map, and was willing to, to share it with you and tell you where the, the path to Wave Echo Cave was through the Sword Mountains, you guys decided that this was a, a good time. Actually, before this happened, um, we also had a funeral for Gundren. I totally forgot. I can't forget about Gundren, our original hero of the story. Um, hold on, what was uh, we? There was a funeral for Gundren, and um, Dane, do you remember? The, the funeral? Yeah, the whole town showed up. Everybody wanted to say bye to um, this famous dwarf that had helped him out so well. Yeah. And I gave a nice little speech with my poor gravelly voice mm -hmm. as best I could to honor my cousin. As he takes a sip? Let's see. Talked about growing up and traveling with him, and learning how to help humans <laughs> and be good dwarfs. <laughs> um, just in general, about how much I'm gonna miss him and honor his memory. <laughs> and I coughed a couple times. <laughs> For those of you at home, uh, everyone has tears in their eyes. <laughs> Not a dry eye in the room. Yeah. Um, there were also some. Uh, some dry throat. Elves that <laughs> uh, some elves that played uh, or sang a traditional like elven oh, right. um, like song um, in prayer. It kind of sounded something like like uh, what is like this. If you guys listen for a minute, um, they did a little like dance and ritual to thank Gundren for his hard work in Fandolin. Um, Inaro also said some words and thanked you guys for helping um, with the, the, the whole situation. So it was a nice funeral, nice service for Gundren, and his body was buried. Um, or was it, did you guys take it back? I don't remember what happened to his body. I think we buried it. We buried him outside of town. Yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, that's what the funeral song sounded like. And it makes me cry every time. I love this song. It's a good song. Yeah. So then, <coughs> in the crowd, Caden, anything happened with you? Yeah, I saw somebody uh, I had spoken to earlier. And actually, I think um, previous to that, Lorenzo and I had had a conversation, and he mentioned, wait, no, I don't think so. Okay, yet. okay, okay. I think okay. Uh, you had left Halia a letter. Yeah, I had left. Uh, I had left a letter to be delivered to Halia, and then we had met previously, and she. Uh, she she said she did receive the letter. She skimmed it, <laughs> and um, and I asked her a few questions. She wasn't really helpful, um, and she, but she did say that uh, if I found something from the black spider, she would be interested in it. Right. So knowing that, I knew I had already given the letter to Lorenzo, but um, I saw her at the funeral across the crowd. 
I walked over there and um, just told her about it. I wanted to see what her reaction was. I said, you know, hey, I found this letter. It was uh, from the Black Spider to Glassstaff. Um, and she asked for it and I said, Lorenzo took it from me. And then she was like, I have more information for you. Do you want to walk down this creepy dark alley? And I don't I think she explicitly said, walk down this creepy dark <laughs> you're alley. You're right, you're right, I added that in. <laughs> yeah. She said, do you want to walk down this alley with me? And I looked down the alley and it's creepy and dark. And I said, can I bring my friends with me? They're right over there. And she said, no, you just come by yourself. And I was like, hmm, let me think about that. And then I just like turned around and ran away. And uh, I came back to my friends and I was like, y'all, is she looking at me? And they all looked at her and they were like, she's definitely looking at you. And so, and when I turned around to look at her, the crowd sort of like, you know, like made her disappear from my view. And then they, they crossed uh, and I could no longer see her. She disappeared right before my eyes. That's some good writing right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what happened after that? You, um, we don't know what happened after that. But we do know that. He didn't, Lorenzo say to meet back at the town master's yeah, town hall master's at hall, 12. And then he like gave you guys the like map or he gave you a copy of the map or he showed you how to yeah. get to Wave Echo Cave. Um, can you have any other notes? No, okay, let's move on. We go back to the farm. You guys go back to the farm. Well, we went to Barthens and asked if they had any of the potion ingredients that we... Because I was wondering if we could, you know, make invisibility potion. Dragon Ball can be found in Thunder Tree. Nightshade, Nightshade can be found on the coast. And Mercury can be found all around town. Wait, what was the first one? Dragon Ball. Can be found where? In Thunder Tree. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So not to not to yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, I also nightshade can be found along the coast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, I also asked if anyone could give us a, a description of what Lord Inara looked like, so in case he was no longer invisible, we would recognize him. And all we found out was that he was short and that he had short beard. Yeah, he had dark hair. We also asked Sister. Well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. About the rat. Uh huh. And oh yeah. She said before any of us could do anything, she just she just killed the rat. She like waved her wand at it or something. No, what did she do? No, she just stabbed it. Like, straight yeah. stabbed this rat. That's and we were right. all staring at her in disbelief. But she, she stabbed the rat. But the rat like just like poof like into <laughs> yeah. a, a cloud. Just yeah. In, yeah. Um, roll to see if it's magic. Just kidding. It's definitely magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's what was it called? Something it was a familiar. A familiar. Yeah, yeah it was uh, presumably yeah, Glassstaff's familiar. Yeah, I think we checked if it was magic before, right? Yeah, I think you kind of did. We did. Yes, we did. detected magic on it. I think it we were holding on to it because we thought we could maybe use it to track Glassstaff. Yeah. I don't think you guys knew it was magic. Because I remember, I think you, I remember like, we were going to bring it to someone who knew about magic. To, oh, really? Yeah. I think you guys think might have suspected it was magic, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think we specifically brought it to Sister Grell for. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but in talking to Sister Grell, you found out that um, through familiars, like um, wizards and sorcerers and 
warlocks or whatever that have familiars mm -hmm. can see through their eyes and hear everything they're hearing. So presumably, Glassstaff witnessed everything you guys were doing and could hear everything you guys were saying yeah. until that familiar yeah. was killed. Yeah. Apparently, Corey skipped a familiar class. In this <laughs> yeah, thousand years, but uh, <laughs> couldn't uh, find the book on familiars. Didn't really go to school. I'm just like a self-taught. So, yeah. I mean, what's true. crazy is we like kind of knew this thing was magic because in the room when we found yeah. him, Everything we like detected magic yeah. from magic. him. You're like, there's magic in this. It's like, ah, oh, yes, this room is magic. Yeah. No, but we even like did the rat because I remember yeah. I was like whispering because I knew the rat was gonna hear us, and we were all just like, oh well, let's keep the rat. We knew there was something <laughs> really suspicious with yeah. that. Well, okay. it was just following us. To be fair, yeah, the rat was following you, but. The, to be fair, the rat made these little like I mean, as a lover was, of animals, yeah. I just yeah. couldn't resist. It was like yeah, a that, persuasion yeah. check, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that rat, that rat created a, a charisma check on us. I yeah, totally basically agree. Did. It was squeak, squeak. Yeah, this is harmless. Now I have trust issues because of that rat. Yeah, I think. Caden may have had a secret meeting or two in this time frame that. The party knows that Caden went somewhere, but in uh, that you guys... Somehow those did not make it into my notes. Yeah, <laughs> Caden went, um, I think we'll just say this for the recap, but Caden went and met with Halia in secret, and Halia gave Caden um, 400 gold to stage a murder to make... Um, Lorenzo looked like he murdered the previous town master. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And Caden accepted the gold. Ooh, accepted no. the gold and the Lord's Alliance knife that I was supposed to use yes. to plant as evidence. Yes, uh, you were going to use the Lord's Alliance knife. Um, yes, so a little bit of plot reveal to the PCs here that will not think about it in character. They do not know that that happened. <laughs> uh, I'm going to add that the offer was more of a threat, to be honest. Because she said if you don't do this, it'll mean bad things for you and your family. Yeah. But if you do do this, it'll mean great things for... <laughs> you and your yeah, dude, I also thought <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty good to walk out with all that gold with a threat. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Okay, that's fair. But I, I just, I, as, as uh, Caden walked out of that room, he felt threatened. He yeah. felt, I don't know what the word is, but he didn't feel good. It uneasy. wasn't sitting well with him. It was kind of uneasy, yeah. Yeah, nobody, nobody gives money to me like that and expects me to do their bidding. Yeah, it, it didn't sit well. And murdering, you know... Maybe want to leave that behind you. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, so you guys talked to Lorenzo, and then you decided to go along the path to Wave Echo Cave. And you're walking, and you're walking, and you're walking up the Sword Mountains. It becomes pretty, you know, uh, steep terrain. There's Sword Mountains are very tall, and you're walking. We had some cool horses. We weren't walking. Oh, true enough. And you're riding horses. Some of these horses love us in particular. Yeah, true enough. You guys did have some horses. I totally forgot that, about your horses. So wait, that exchange just happened after we went to try to find Wayback Cave. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry. I was like, yeah. I, I would have wrote. It wasn't. It wasn't in the recorded episode. Okay. So. Do you have your notes up? I do have my notes up. Um. 
It's a good point, Corey. We're having a quick little sidebar here. I'm gonna leave it up to you. I mean, we kind of revealed. Yeah, we, we did reveal. Let's something. reveal it. I think, and we'll do the dramatic irony. I'm I think okay we gotta do it. a little bit of dramatic irony. Um, we do know you went into a dark closet. You know, I love dark spaces. They're cool, man. Wait, oh. did that already happen? No, that that happened after. Posts. Yeah. Let's post get this adventure. Let's get to the let's get to the next scene of between a rock and a hill giant. Yeah. One of my favorite yeah. episode titles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Very good. All the titles on point, by thank the you. way. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for the creativity. Um, so you guys ride some horses. Do you guys name some of your horses? Um, I don't remember what y'all named your horses. Mine was named Gandy. Gandy. Normie. Normie was Corey's horse. I don't remember. Pinky horse. was the third one, but we didn't take him with we us. We didn't take Pinky. And then um, both Elbin and Josie got horses from the Lord's Alliance. Um, Their names were love this. Horse this, one, this track horse is such a banger. Can we just like take a they quick just had second? Soldier ID number. Yeah. <laughs> just like a moment of silence for how much of a banger this is. This is when Corey goes in the creepy crevasse music right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one. What's that other that thing? Like the the nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> spook- also very. Yeah, let's come back My to this D&D song. My D&D vocabulary is limited. We'll, we'll come back to that one. Okay, so you guys make it to um, like halfway through the the path to get to the the Wave Echo Cave um, down the sword, you know, into the Sword Mountains, and um, you see in front of you. Oh, Lorenzo earlier had said they sent scouts up ahead, and you see, you know, some bodies of some scouts. Uh, doesn't look promising, and you see up ahead um, a creature a giant giant creature um that you is like moving boulders like picking up a boulder placing it in front of the trail just boom grabbing a boulder boom putting it down and then uh, eventually like slams its fist into the wall and a bunch of boulders start falling down the mountainside and you see that it is none other than a hill giant a giant giant creature with a big club very ugly literally a giant very big <laughs> cannot describe how big this thing is but uh, it's very big it's like 16 feet 20 feet tall it's like four squares by four squares yeah on the map. yeah it's a lot it's a lot on the map let's, let's i was see. gonna say it's actually it was bigger than the well never mind actually that's yeah no spoilers there no spoilers, yeah. <clears throat> bigger than the, uh, 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 uh. it was like bigger wearing a backpack yeah. too yeah it's wearing a giant backpack <laughs> anyway it's a, a little female giant. She was a female hill giant. Um, (laughs) And she did not smell good. She did not smell good. She was about 16 feet tall and like 1,400 pounds. So she a big girl. Um, Droop did not seem to notice the smell. Droop did not seem to notice the smell. And you guys fought this hill giant. um, So this encounter was pretty crazy. Um, first thing that happened was that Elbin got smashed. I got good smashed. He got <laughs> smashed, um, just obliterated his horse, okay. and like Elbin was just on the ground. His armor, like his legs, like really fucked up. So Elbin got just straight okay. smashed immediately by this oh, giant. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got my new armor after this. Oh okay. Because my armor was completely ruined. Ah. Uh, <laughs> see, we gotta <laughs> keep that continuity. Back. We gotta remember all this stuff. For some reason, this episode's particularly hazy. But you guys fought the hill giant. Anyone else want to describe what happened? You guys remember? I just remember she turned to attack, and I told Droop, hide! 
Yeah. And I hid, obviously. Uh, obvious or not, I don't know if we've made that really obvious in all of the combats we've ever had. My first inclination is to go hide first. Yeah, Caden <laughs> likes to hide. And uh, sometimes he'll peek out and shoot and then hide again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, yeah. Giant started getting real. Yeah. I think I healed a few people, kept people alive. Droop was hanging out with me for a little bit. Yeah. I started riding a horse away from the giant. Oh, yeah. While shooting my arrow. Ooh, arms, that's so, epic. So. Yeah, that's tight. So you guys had a long encounter with this giant, and, um, you know, Droop, like, it, it's starting to take some damage, um, and Droop, like, runs up to it, um, or it's like, Corye got, like, hit back, and Droop was the only one in front of it, and I this giant... The, uh, I hit him in the kneecaps with the giant glowing mace. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I tried to cast web on one of the legs, like, keep it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's and then right. Just just ripped Pull right through it. Out, yeah. yeah, ripped right through your yep. little web. Um, but the giant's like coming down, and yeah, it's like fell to its knees because of I think Dane's like magic attack, or at least it hurt it. Yeah, spiritual weapon in the knees, which spiritual weapon to the kneecap is a recurring theme from what I remember. <laughs> it's my new secret move. Yeah. Um, and then it's about to like basically chomp on Droop's face, um, and Droop just takes his short sword and goes. And stabs it in the eyeball. And, uh, it was already missing an eyeball. It was already, oh, that's right. Josie oh, Josie, sh- Josie Kidd shot eyeball. the other eyeball. So, yeah, he goes and stabs the giant in the eyeball, the remaining eyeball, and the giant falls over dead, almost crushing group with its giant body. Um, but you guys, yeah, you guys killed the giant. Technically, Droop did. Droop did. Droop killed the giant. Droop administered the death. Droop killed the giant. He slayed the giant. And, um... After that, you um, the path up ahead was really blocked off by the giant, and there oh the giant had a, a letter on it, written in giant. There was a chest in his in her pack. Oh yeah, there was a, a chest really in her pack. Josie... Also, Elbin didn't have legs, kind of. Oh, oh yeah, yeah oh. that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. After Elbin yeah. got crushed, you want to tell us what happened? Uh, yeah, uh, I think Dane cast a healing spell on me. Yeah, I kept that, you stabilized yeah. and alive. And then, but your legs were not working. And then I think I tried to. And then I tried up. to stand up. You rolled like a natural twenty to stand nat- up. Yeah, I don't roll a natural twenty to stand up. With your broken legs, yeah. And I did successfully stand up, but my legs were broken. I so I fell back down. <laughs> there were bones coming. It looked horrible. I don't remember if the, what yeah what episode this was in, but I remember describing like bones yeah. coming out. I think I talked about this in the next in, in the next recap. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was bones sticking out of your legs, for sure. Uh, but Dane yeah. used his magic, magic, cleric magic. Good healing stuff. Yeah, yeah. got the good healing Got, the good, got that good heals. And sometimes you roll a 20. Sometimes you roll a 20. Static effects really easy. Yeah. So, I was fully expecting to try a stand up and not be able to, but... But you, you did it. You I did full it on stood up, up on broken legs. Stood up on broken legs. <laughs> and wasn't that when you were like... Like the pain was so intense, but your reaction was just like... That hurts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was healing your legs. You only screamed once. Yeah. yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's really painful. <laughs> yeah, there's a roll of rounding screams. I screamed once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you guys went back to town after killing this giant. Um, had this interaction that we talked about earlier. We also did. found an elven shortbow, which oh, yeah. I got. It was a plus one. Plus weapon. one elven shortbow that the giant had on its person. Corey, I thought it was his. And 200 gold that we split. Yeah, it was definitely mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it I is was, elven, and you are an elf. Yeah, 
and uh, but I was compelled to give it because that's how I am, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm Caden, and I asked. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You helped me that one yeah. time, so thank you. Yeah, here you go. Even you though this comes from my heritage, yeah. you can have it. Yeah. Almost enchanted. Yeah. Almost enchanted. Yeah. You got charmed. You got convinced. I was very charmed. You were convinced <laughs> by Caden's beauty. Yep. Um, that's a charm spell. Yeah, I think that's like pretty much where we're at before episode 13. Did anything else happen before episode 13? Um, episode 12? You guys, no, you no, guys. No, yeah, play. there's some more stuff. Oh, there's more stuff. So um, on our way back, we saw a sleeping ogre on the side, and right. we didn't do anything about it, but I did mark it on the map where that sleeping ogre was. Mm, and then we go back to Lorenzo, and I give him the giant's uh, black spider letter that we found on the giant's body. Ah, Lorenzo was able to read giant, and he like told you guys what it meant? I thought someone in our party. I think someone in the party was able to decipher it. Mm -hmm. But, Caden, uh, do, do you have written down what it said? It said that um, that it, it was from the black spider and it told the giant to block our path to the cave, otherwise uh, black spider would kill her family and her family would die. Yeah. And you guys are pretty spooked by that in general because the black spider was threatening a family of hill giants. Which does not you guys struggled to kill one hill giant? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Poor so, thing. Also. We got yeah. the mama. When I gave Lorenzo yeah. the black spider letter, children. <laughs> um, I also asked for the first letter that I gave him from Black Spider to give to Halia. To convince us, to convince her to let us borrow miners to get through the boulder path. And he reluctantly agreed to give me that letter. Yeah. I think that's where we. Mm, so we that was when Elvin bought his new armor yeah, at Lion's Shield. His new armor. Okay. Uh, and then we went to Miner's Exchange to execute the plan. Mm -hmm. And that's when I wake, w walked into Holly's office. Uh, and that's when she told me the secret yeah, the plan. The secret plan. You're right. To yeah, kill right, Lorenzo. Yeah. We were and outside just cheering, you cheering the giants here. Oh, yes. Yeah. This, you, Caden walked in and had hatched a secret plan with Halia, or Halia kind of forced a secret plan yeah. on top of Caden. And uh, everyone else in the party was hanging out with Droop and the miners. miners. We had a big old party. And the Droop was like, oh, hi. And uh, you guys were, what happened? You guys want to give us a recap? Do a little clap there, Corey. <laughs> Giant Slayer. Giant Slayer. <laughs> 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 for someone to say it. We're still clapping. So you guys yeah, you know, started cool. drinking around with the miners, and you guys were telling this story about how this little goblin killed a giant, and everyone didn't believe it. They thought it was crazy, but... It was literally the was best day of Droop's yeah. life. Yeah. Droop was very happy. He was cherished and welcomed in this community. And uh, everyone and the, like held him crowd. up and gave him drinks, yeah. and he was Droop the Giant Slayer. And the crowd, so the crowd yelled, Dragon Slayer! Oh wait, <laughs> wait, cut, cut, We said the wrong thing. That was thing. my fault. All right, let's try this again. All right, we can cut that out, right? Everyone, two, two seconds of silence, and we'll do this again. And the crowd shouted, Giant Slayer! 
All right. <laughs> good job, everyone. Good coordination. <laughs> Pep rally went yeah, great. This explains Perfectly how that one goblin gave us so much trouble in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Like yes. Every now, every every now every and then. Now and then the goblin, sometimes a goblin is a giant. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That explains the yeah, one like, goblin. Like, like so one right. in twenty of them is just yeah. super just tough. Super. Someone. Yeah. And Droop was the one. Droop was the one. <laughs> You know, spoiler alert, Droop was that first goblin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the twist! The twist! Um, Yeah, so anything else happened that episode, Caden? Yeah, so then I was like, okay guys, I have uh, to tell y'all something, but come with me this way. Actually, no, yeah, I kind of said that, but I was like, let's go somewhere safe. So we decided to go back to my auntie's farm. And as soon as I walk in there... Uh, I was like, let's go meet in this other room. And my auntie was like, I'm going to prepare some food. You guys can meet in that room. Uh, Kaden, I need to talk to you real quick. And she pulled me aside. Did you separate when episodes? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're so good at this. This is crazy. <laughs> Your notes are so good. And she pulls me aside while all of the rest of the gang goes to the other room where I asked them to go so I could talk privately with them. And my auntie gets these, like, you know those eyes in Lord of the Rings? Um, when um, what's his name? Yeah. Like wants the ring. Yes. Oh my god. That's I basically like this. what happened with my aunt. Yeah. She was like, take the money. <laughs> and I was like, oh god, uh, what are you talking about? And she was like, we need the money for the farm. Take the money. And she was referring to Halia and the plan. So apparently Halia had gotten to my family too and like convinced my auntie who. Like, my one flaw is that I didn't want her to know that I did bad stuff, and then apparently all of a sudden my auntie's, like, Mrs. Evil and, like, doesn't care <laughs> that I, ca- I need to kill someone to earn a few extra gold because it takes about a thousand gold to run the farm. For ten years, mind you. Um, so I was like, all right, auntie, chill out. Like, just far. chill it's out. I'll, I'll figure <laughs> this out. And then I go into this other room with uh, the, the gang, and I inform them that Halia has given me 400 gold to hire miners to get through this boulder wall. And they were like, are you sure that's what she told you? And I was like, yeah, totally. But, um... (laughs) 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 Someone roll an insight check. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I was like, honestly, we need to be secretive. I'm worried for, like, my life and, like, for... I think we're just all in danger is kind of what I said. And I was, like, very... I was like close all the windows, I think there's like, she can turn into Animagi, like, let's just get this done with. Uh, yeah. So then, uh, Josie and Elvin had to go to the secret meeting. Uh, sorry, it wasn't secret, they had to go to like a Lord Alliance meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so, meeting with the Lord Alliance. Yep. Yeah. So we all, five of us, walk them to their meeting, and on our way, Corier sees a shed on the side of the road and is cool oddly compelled. Everyone Ep- gets secret meetings. Episode me. 12 was secret meetings. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dana's the only one that didn't get a secret meeting. Okay, let me just tell you. you I'm going to schedule a one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm just like chilling somewhere, drinking. Schedule a one-on-one. Hanging out with you. You secret... Dibs on the secret bar meeting. Yeah. Here you go. Give that one to pass that note to Johnny, please. Uh, one thing we yeah. didn't mention is yeah, that uh, in the one of the caves, we found dwarven brandy. And oh, yeah, Dane has owned I've been the dwarven, dwarven brandy. brandy with me the whole time. Yeah. 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 And every pretty. time you drink the dwarven brandy, you gain one HP. So yeah. it's pretty good. It's very good. It's pretty good brandy. Um, so anyways, uh, Cor- uh, Josie and Elvin continue on to their Lord's Alliance meeting, and Corrier uses Mage Hand to open the shed. And we're all, me, 
uh, Dane and Corrier are looking at the shed, and we Andrew. can't see Andrew. We can't see into the shed. It's just like pitch black in there. I think we tried throwing something in there and it bounced right off of the blackness, or the darkness. Or it's, it's just like one in there and you it didn't see it anymore. I don't remember. Okay. It might have, there was something that was, that like something went in yeah. without a problem and something did not go in. Like it bounced like back magic, off. I think magic anything magical went in, went in but, but anything, anything else like that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so yeah, Mage Hand opened it and then you cast Dancing Lights and we still couldn't see anything. Yeah, it was filled with darkness. I cast web because we thought that glass um, staff might be in there. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna cast this just yes, in case. Yes. I prepared burning hands just in case. <laughs> and Dana like and I burn. tried to enter and we couldn't. Yeah. And then Corier just walks in and disappears. Whoa. And that was the end of episode That two. was the end of episode 12. Spooky for me. Yeah. Um, Actually, not for you, but for everyone else, yeah. Yeah, that was spooky. <laughs> so, Corrier walks into a shed, and, like, that's it. The pitch yeah. black shed. And that's we couldn't follow him. I think Droop tried to follow you, and he, like, bounced off a little bit. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that was it. Um, yeah, so you definitely had your secret Halia meeting. Um, let's go to the Lord's Alliance here went and met with Lorenzo. What happened yeah. there? Uh, we went and we uh, interrogated Harbin. Yeah, Harbin. Yeah, yeah, Harbin Wester. You guys yeah. went and interrogated him for a little bit? Yeah. yeah. We wanted to just get some information on why he thought he was in prison, if we could trust Lorenzo. You remember hearing that um, the Red Brands would, weren't bothering the Miners' yeah. Exchange, yeah. and yeah. that it seems kind of strange that... Um, of, you know, they harassed all the businesses in Phandalin, but the miners' exchange was pretty much just completely fine yeah. and even thriving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we think, asked yeah, him where. Yeah, confirmed to us that Halia was in with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But he pretty much um, confessed to you guys that he was being paid off by the Red Brands and specifically by Halia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he definitely had evidence that Halia was like. You know, like paying people off and controlling some of the red brands and some blackmail in there as well. Yeah. Um, so that's where the Lord's Alliance investigated. And then uh, let's take it over to. Um, <laughs> I'm good over here. I got it. I got some socket. You got some? All right, I'll have some more. No, it's a, it's a school night, y'all. <laughs> All right. It's only Monday. It's only Monday. So. Um, yeah, dang, hold on a second. Uh, here we go. And then, where's the song? Is this the right one? Ah, uh, here we go. And then Corier. It backed up a little bit. Alright. And then Corier enters the shed. And what does Corier see? Darkness. Followed by a painting of myself. I try talking to it, nothing happens. And it starts talking to me through my mind, similar to how the Nothic did. And then the painting starts transforming into a Nothic. And then tells me about that there is truth about magic, and there is knowledge to be found, 
and that some people are gonna get in my way. Caden will help. So will Dane. Others will get in my way. That's it. Wow. You leave the shed. I leave the shed. But first, I also inspect the bottom of the shed and I find ten gold and five gems. Oh yeah, once you... That's really important part. Yeah, that's the the most (laughs) important part is I collect those things. You do collect some loot in the shed. Um, did the painting, what else, did the painting do anything before it, it like, Uh, it transformed, it? it also told me that there was knowledge that was lost from time at Wave Echo Cave that I should probably go and find, mm-hmm. because I love knowledge. Did anything happen to the painting's face? Mmm, transformed. Yeah, so it was a painting of you, and then its eyes started turning green kind of merged, formed into one big green eyeball. Its skin started to decay, turn a reddish brown, spiky, and you can kind of guess what happened there with the rest of the painting. Then it turned into a door and then you left. Um, and that's the end of our recap. Wait, really? I think so. A lot more happened after that. Uh, yeah, yeah, but those are recorded. We're only recapping up to episode 13. Okay. Um, so wow, that, so much has happened. Yeah, we've talked about mm-hmm. the first 12 yes. episodes for a lot. Well, thanks wow. for, first and foremost, the party's patience here as we went Woo. through a whole recap of 12 episodes. Thank you, Woo. specifically Caden's notes. Yeah. yeah very those good. are intense notes. Like, Inspo for that. Yes, yeah. that, is, that is an inspiration. Yeah. Okay, you get an inspiration Thank for you. the notes. You can go, go ahead and do that. Um, but thanks, everyone, for this uh, recap. I think it was super exciting. Ended with some creepy Gothic shit. For which, real. Uh, actually, for those of you at home, a lot was revealed because yeah. we were pulling people aside out of rooms, so there were secrets between everyone. Mm-hmm. And now they were just revealed to the players, but not their characters. Yeah. So, for the first time. For the first time, dramatic irony is happening right before us. All right, I think that's it for this recap session. Thank you very much. I don't know why I thanked. That was strange. But yeah, all right. We'd like to thank our sponsors. (laughs) Oh, please. Um, Take it away, Lauren. Download Audible right now and use (laughs) promo code ARMORCLASS. That's spelled A-R-M-O-U-R, class, C-L-A-S-S, to get your first audiobook for free. Wow. Holy shit. (laughs) Wow. Wow, I'm I'm impressed. All right, you guys heard the lady. All right, that's it. (laughs)